Hey gang, what is going on? Mikey P here. It's been a little bit, but hi, how are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I just wanted to pop up on here at the top of the show to let you know that I am on the latest episode of Zeus and Friends podcast. You can find that anywhere you listen to your podcast, and you can also find a link in the show notes. We talk about the primary, we do politics, uh, we talk about social issues on this one. It, it's it's like it's like pandemic WSEG. Remember pandemic WSEG when everything was about politics and and taking away our freedoms of speech and shit. It's kind of like that. It, it, it was a nice venting. Uh, conversation. So go ahead and check that out. I'm on with Zeus and Mike. Those dudes are awesome. Uh, Zeus and Friends podcast. Again, there's a link in the show notes. Go and get some. Love you guys. Now on with the show. Fantastic idea. Uh, the podcast I'm, I'm talking about is Riffs on Riffs, which you guys can check out uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. What, uh, do you have like was, a? Do you have like mm-hmm. a? Um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Do you have? Yeah. You guys are like have a website or an Instagram or something I could share. I, right, I can so if you go to riffsonriffs.com. It'll take you to the show. Oh, page. okay. Yeah, I'll just uh, share that. How, how do we spell it though? R I F F S Riffs on Riffs. Yeah.com. Just do that. All right. Pop up in there. Oh, wait. Is this it? Uh, where do we go from here? Is that you guys? I, that does not sound like us. <laughs> hold on. I'm going to just not sound like us. It like... sounds like somebody with no direction. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, this doesn't look like yep, That's it. That that's is it. it. That's that's it. it. That's that is it. it. Okay. It. Where do we yep. go from here? Oh, the last episode. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that was the, the show title episode. of the last yeah. episode. Okay. Last episode. All right. So here it is, y'all. If you guys are interested, now please tell us about the podcast because it's a pretty cool idea. Okay. This is good. We can my, do the virtual friend, pointing. Yeah, my, my friend. <laughs> yeah like TikTok. Uh, you guys friend. familiar with TikTok? You just go like this. That's <laughs> all you need to be a TikTok star is to have a really good point. That's what I've okay, noticed. Good. No. This yeah. is our next our next social media to conquer. Yeah. Um Riffs is uh it's a show about music. It's a sh- um we connect the dots between kind of music past and present. So though uh, probably most of your listeners are familiar that uh sampling's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes what gets lost in all of that is what were those original tracks? And then once you start connecting the dots that were sampled, there's so many crazy stories along the way. Um, and that's what we do is yeah. we just kind of geek out on that stuff. And then sometimes when we find something really interesting, like with this last season, uh, we did a whole four parter about a band that literally everyone has heard, but nobody has heard of because they've been sampled so much and they just had an amazing story. And so Wait, is it, it, it's not the guy. skull snaps, is it? It is not the skull snaps. Okay, cool. Are you guys familiar with the skull snap? I have never heard of the skull snap. No, I'm, never heard I'm, of the I'm looking snap? to be educated in regards to that. Please, you guys, Mike. you guys are like, you guys like look up samples and you don't know the skull. Okay, hold on, hold on, y'all. Skull yep, snaps. They are like learn. one of the most sampled bands ever that nobody knows about. Um, hmm. uh, this is the song they're known for. It's a new day, um, and there's a drum break in here that just has gotten sampled, and we can actually look. It's dope. I've actually talked to one of the guys um, oh, on yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 
I can't sing. So this song has been captured. Let's see. Um, skull snaps uh, samples. Let's see. Sample list. Uh, let's see. Covers. Who sampled? Here we go. So the skull snaps. Is this going to tell us? Or is it just. Yep, it should. Uh, button. GMS. Oh my God. Who is MF do? Is this everybody who sampled them? Like, I mean, there's a, I mean, that is a really, really, really popular break. I mean, so yeah. the, mm -hmm. the cats don't even really talk about, uh, you know them anymore the skull snaps are really talking about they if they say if they mention that they'll talk about like who who they sampled it from mm -hmm. they mention the artists you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. they, they won't even go to the uh yeah. to the original artist which is that's part of the reason why the podcast riffs on riffs actually exists i mean we have learned so much uh just from doing the pod uh we it, i think it's it's definitely increased our appreciation of music and we were already uh music lovers of this one one uh connection that joe and i uh have uh for sure i mean we we met shortly before we started the podcast so we haven't known each other like since uh it's not like we knew each other since high school or whatever we yeah. met networking event we knew each other from the womb Ooh. <laughs> from nice. the womb to the tomb yeah, and then uh, <laughs> uh and then you know i obviously we both have uh we both produce music we're both our musicians uh and we both love talking about music just from different from different angles uh and we realized you know what music being uh the universal language i bet with our different perspectives and our appreciation for love i think that would make a a great podcast yeah. so uh that's what kind of started us off on the journey and uh we've you know like i said we we, we love doing what we do it's uh, it's a it's a lot of fun and i think a lot of people would, would love it as well once you give it a shot give it a shot give it an opportunity yeah. give it a listen i i think so too like i i had a chance to listen to uh i think it was the the uh oh man oh my god which one was it It was the outcast one um oh, yeah. jackson and I had a, a chance to listen. Yeah, I really dig what you guys do because you guys break it down. You break down different songs. You break down, you know, like because uh, there was one, what was it, Love Letter 23, who was originally mm -hmm. written by someone, but then Brothers Johnson took it, which that's the... It, Otis, I think, wrote it, right? And then Brothers Johnson took it and made it huge. Yeah, oh, my God. And, I mean, they, they really did it, right? Like, they really cap encapsulated, like, what that song should be, right? This is how that song probably should have been made, but... Uh, but you know that's preference and personal choice. But uh, uh, but yeah, it's a really good. It, it's I, it's a fantastic idea. And I, I you know like what. So what you guys talk about a lot about these samples. Here, let's go back to the other screen. We don't need to be all tiny and shit. Let's. <laughs> um, no so, one likes to be tiny, Mike. Yeah, no, no. No one gotta, likes to be tiny. <laughs> yeah, we gotta be we gotta no. be huge guys. Um, so. Where does sampling start? Where where do we see it in the history of of sampling? Where does it start? Where do we see it first pop up? I mean, if you want an honest answer, I think you got to go. You got to go way back, right? Like, oh. how, how how do you want to do? You want to talk about you know the Beatles sampling Chuck Berry, even oh. though it wasn't wasn't officially sampling, but they were. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean. 
we've been doing it since I would argue we were sitting around, you know, fires in caves, right? Like mm. we hear something, we we take the pieces, it, it resonates with us, and then either we regurgitate it or we do something new with it. But um, you know, that's a very different answer than when did the first official sample happen? And mm. I mean, I can tell you what, it was Biz Marquis that was the first guy to get really really on the hook for it but um and and that was uh don't 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 but don't 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 is that what you're talking about you're talking about sugar hill game oh yeah my bad my bad my bad you're right look at me look at me go no i'm not listen i'm not talking about i think i'm not the professionals i'm not the pro here yeah i think yeah joe's talking about from like a lawsuit perspective Ah, okay okay so that's when when that's when the lawsuit started and then obviously like very famously the beastie boys were uh entrapped in in all kinds of shit i mean because they they were sampling just i mean wasn't there like a couple songs that had like like 40 or 50 samples from I mean, one song? Yeah, if you went to Paul's Boutique, yeah, exactly. you've got hundreds of samples yeah. on that album. And it's a great album because of it. I mean, they, mm-hmm. it's so well done. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. You could never afford to make that album now. <laughs> no. Well, they could no, barely afford to keep it, it out. It feels expensive just to listen to right now. <laughs> I, they charge you by the minute from what I hear. I don't. That's the reason why I don't have it. I don't have it because they charge by the minute. Yeah, but, I do. Uh, no, it... It is. It's amazing. Like especially if you study the artists from like the fifties, sixties on up, and how uh, even with blues or jazz, how many remakes have been made? That's the one thing because that's the one thing that we constantly talk about. It's like, man, you know what? You you mentioned it yourself, Mike. You're like, man, I love this version of the yeah. song. What yeah. if that was not allowed because it was cost prohibitive, mm. right? It was like, oh my God, it's so expensive. We got this fantastic version, but we can't put it out because it's too much money. And art should not suffer because of that. That's why when I look at the heyday of sampling, I'm looking at, you know, during the the, the golden era of, of, of hip hop, at least to me, you're talking like the, the 90s, like the mid 90s, right. you know, Nas, uh, Wu-Tang, you know, I'm a I'm a backpacker, right? So you know, backpack rap, that's like my thing. So you you know, you're talking like uh uh Smith and Wesson and uh Common and Got all the rest Gangstar. of these cats that came. Yeah, Gangstar, you know, all mm. of that, Pete mm. Rock, you yeah. know, all of that, like that that era. Then, then, that's because they were basically sampling at right. you know, essentially at will. Yeah, because they could. It's then it changed, mm-hmm. uh, and it cast went a lot more organic. But unless you are, you lose something when you do that. You lose and you gain stuff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know that's one thing that that's one thing I would say that Joe kind of made me appreciate more of the organic, you know, nature of of the music. Like you know, I don't. I'm a sampler, man. That's what that's what I do. Mm. I mean, that's all my boys are samplers in okay. general. I mean, I used to have a band back in the day, but I went to sampling because it's it's honestly it's cheaper. I don't need a I don't need to pay a horn player. I got I'm gonna sample dizzy. Why? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this, this is it. You know, but Joe made me uh you know made me revisit the organic nature of music and session musicians and and then actually go back to the history uh to it, which you know uh, forever. Uh, appreciative of and I think that you know it's just so many different ways to look at music and I think that I made him I would like to say that I made him uh, appreciate you know the the technical aspect of hip-hop because a lot of people think that it's very easy to make a song well you just sample this cut here and you're good you add a beat and it's like no dude because if that was the case then everyone would do it right and we know that a lot of people do it but that's not the 
it's it's more than that. It's more than that. And I think that with the real pioneers of hip hop, it's it's more than that. You know, I think you you realize like, oh man, like you're like a danger mouse, right? Like mm. that that dude's a that's that's a musician. Like yeah. that dude is. Come on, you can't you can't deny that. Mm. A, a Jay Dilla, right? You yeah. can't you can't ignore. You know, right. uh, and we the list goes on and on and on. So yeah, that's that. No, it 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 really is like a um there's I feel like I feel like with sampling you're almost like a purveyor of taste, right? Like you you're taking your favorite things and you're sort of combining it and, and putting it on display and, and making something new out of it. Uh um, I think you're maybe you're paying homage to those people that inspired you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I mean, that's a great way of saying it, right? You're uh, hey, purveyor of taste. It's like I find this particular thing really tasty, mm. and I want other people to hear it. But I also kind of want to do something interesting that feels like me. Yeah. In addition to that, so let me let me mix it up a little bit and see what other cool things we can do. And then we're, now we've got the best of both worlds going on. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, with that being the case, let me say this though, right? Because of hip hop, uh, you know, I've collected more vinyl than my wife is comfortable with so i'll say that right and the other thing too is it's made, it's, it's made me listen to a lot more music than i would have listened to normally i've been yeah. exposed to like uh, cats i just wouldn't normally listen to right yeah. you know uh chick korea right i'm not you know i didn't wake up one day like oh chick korea you know hey. i picked up that album like, oh my god this is yeah this is dope especially coming from the household that i came from which is a very religious household. We did not play secular music in the house, mm. so Chickaria wasn't getting played in my household. It yeah. just that wasn't happening. So if it wasn't for hip hop, you know, I wasn't I wasn't getting uh, access to that. You know, That's Joey, look like I you have a question. It, yeah, you know, Chickaria up there with like Black Sabbath or something, but <laughs> it's not. You know, I would, I would. I fucking light as a feather is one of the most beautiful albums ever made. But so is fucking. Uh, what, what's the one with War Machine? I can't remember. Is it Paranoid? Is that the name Paranoid, of the book? Yeah, think, but, Paranoid yeah. is a fucking is 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 equally or is equally as amazing. Uh, it's just a different. We both thing. are up the devil apparently. So let's you know. go. Well, well, it's interesting <laughs> that Chikoria was uh, was into Scientology. He was a Scientologist, oh. and oh, there so you go. so yeah, there, he was with There it is. <laughs> See, Mike, there's a reason. That's why you know what, Mike? That that's why you're here, bro. That's why we're that's here. why you're here. Damn, man. <laughs> Give us guess we have a new episode connecting Black Sabbath <laughs> to Korea. <laughs> 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 Yeah, like, there we I, go. I got in trouble for ICP from my religious family. Oh shit, ICP, we're going chicken hunting. God, you know it's interesting because Toby is actually from where I'm from. Are you from Toledo, or are you from like? Did you just like? Where... I moved around a lot, man. Okay. I moved around a lot, but I went like high school, like middle school to mm. high school, all you know in that area. Then yeah. uh, went to uh, Ohio State. Afterwards, yeah. and then from there, I never, I never went back. To, yeah, I got don't, out. So don't, I don't do it. Back. That that was my mistake. I moved back from fucking San Diego. Like, oh, I know how. It's my wife. How does that happen? Oh, you son of a bitch! Not you guys. Oh my god, I forgot, guys. Um, let me send you a new link. I hate that I have to like mess up our our flow here, but um, I forgot that I don't that I have to use a different link for. 
multiple people. So we got about 10 minutes before this fucking asshole thing kicks us off. So well, go ahead and send go ahead and send the link. I'll send we'll, it through we'll pause here. the convo here and then uh okay, jump, someone, jump on that. Yeah. Jo- Joe's probably only got to you only got to like five, right, Joe? Is that right? Yeah, I mean five-ish. Okay, five-ish. well I will uh I will send a link right now. Oh let me open this. You're emailing us, right? I'm assuming. Uh, I was just going to send it through this. Through the chat? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I'll Do send that. it through this chat here. But if I can. If if, if I can. Um, if not, I'll send it to your uh, Instagram. Is that work? Oh, shit. Uh, you know what? Don't send it there. I'm going to text you my email address. Joe, can you text him your email address too in the chat? All right. Let me see if this works. If it doesn't, we're, then uh, we'll make it. Uh, IG is it. tough to take from there. To I me. understand. I understand. No problem. We'll make it happen. Is it this one? Here we go. Let's see if it lets me uh, create a meeting. How about that? All right, I'm gonna I'm sending this over in the chat. If you guys you guys can copy it and paste it into a little, uh, a, a, a Chrome Another or window. Yeah. Yep. Wait. Do what I tell you, you stupid asshole. Um. Here we go. I, all right. There you go. That should be something. Okay, I'm gonna hang up. Let me make sure I don't. Okay, I'm gonna hang up and then uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll bring you back. You bring you guys back in on something that, that won't be a um, yep that won't cut us Got off. Got it. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Yep. All right. God damn it. I'm sorry, guys. That fucking pisses me off so much. I forgot all about that. What? What? No. No. No! Hold on, guys. Son of a bitch. All right. Brings a whole new meaning to third eye blind. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right. Is that third eye blind? I don't know if that's third eye blind, guys. Oh, shit. Oh. No, that's not what I want to do. All right, hold on. I got to do it from here paste now go join now admit oh we're back we're back see if joe got it all right oh my god my brain dude icp naders though that shit, man. I, my parents, I was lucky enough to have parents that just let me do whatever I want. <laughs> so, you know, they tried for a second, but but I never took the ICP. ICP wasn't really my thing. Um, what right. was your thing? Um, well, I, I was, I, hold on. Let me, get, let me get back over to you guys. Hopefully Joe was able to get back in. Oh, crud. Um, let, me, let me just fix this until joe gets in here just lower it like that there we go there he is he's back um all right and again i apologize uh fellas i I that's all good man no no worries joe we were talking about rebellious music for a minute there (laughs) uh music what was your what was your 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 so I, re- I remember uh, sneaking in uh, uh, when when GNR came out with um, Appetite for Destruction. Mm. I was in, I don't know, 
probably early middle school. A couple of things. One, you know, I was not playing that super loud in the household. That wasn't going to happen. Uh-huh. And then uh, two, I just remember all the, you know, I wasn't. I, this is coming as a, as a shock to some people, but I was not a cool kid in high school. <laughs> I, 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 I am shocked in a minute. Yeah, uh, I'm not even a cool kid now, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I just remember, like, I love that album. Like, Slash is playing. Like, it was such a mind-blowing thing. And I would pull out my crappy old acoustic and sit around and try to learn the solos, which was, you know, darn near impossible. But you give it a go. And mm-hmm. uh, I just, me- just remember, like, I don't know, all the stoners were standing around, like, having a conversation about, you know, that album. And I was like, yeah, like, that's a, that that's an amazing album. And they were like... Come on, man! You never heard of Guns N' Roses. You don't even want to talk. What's your favorite song? And I was like, I just went through the track listing, and I was like, and this is cool on this track. And they were like, okay, okay, right. yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that now. So, I I, I don't think I, uh, I don't think I made the cool list, but uh, you know, that was an album that I think was not known was in the household at the time. Mm. You know what that that whole story just sounded like uh, with you talking to the Stoners. It sounded like uh, a cat that drives up in on motorcycle night to like uh, some wing stop and it has a whole bunch of Harley guys on Harley. Right. Like right. you don't know motorcycles. <laughs> what are you talking? I don't know motorcycles. But you're on a moped. Like yeah. Yeah. Because it's fuel efficient. Right. But, really getting... <laughs> hey. but but hear me out. Yeah. I mean this me Vespa out. is really pretty kick ass. <laughs> With gas prices these days? Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Who can blame me? <laughs> you, you were allowed to listen to obscure country albums now? Oh, well, I, I think the thing that my parents didn't want me to listen to uh, right when it came out, but they quickly, uh, they their, 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 their barriers were eroded because my sister was a little hellion and wore them down very quickly and, and made my, she was my older sister. So it made my teenage years a fucking like a breeze. I was basically a latchkey kid. I just, yeah, do whatever the hell you want. You got away with everything. Yeah, which I paid for and still pay for as an adult. <laughs> I do. No, because I think, you know, there kids need some sort of structure. And without some sort of structure, once you are out on your own, you're just sort of floundering. And so it took me a very long time to figure out how to, like, hone in on my crafts and, like, really focus in on what I want to do and pursue it to the fullest. So um, it, I, it did. It really did, I feel like. You know, but anyways, I, I don't want to talk about me. But this the um, the the album I think would be or or I can't remember the name of the album, but it was Two Live Crew, whatever yeah. album that had Oh Me So Horny on it or Me So oh, yeah. Horny. And I remember because my sister was playing it, and of course I'm a little bastard kid who's fucking just like yeah, they're cussing and saying pussy and stuff, you know, like saying all these all this stuff, and um. Yeah, and my mom was just horrified. And she's a Mexican Catholic, like like straight from Mexico. So she's just like wasn't having it. You know what no, I'm saying? Like not at all. fiery Latina all the way. Um, so, uh, but but again, eventually they got eroded down, and we moved on to the Chronic and you know Snoop Dogg, <laughs> uh, rolling down the street, smoking endo. Drinking on or sipping on gin and juice. juice. Yes, yes, yes. Lay back. Exactly. So I I was, I was just, we we were able to do whatever we wanted, but, but, you know, I I always was, I always wondered, you know, what it was like as a kid because a lot of kids, I can't listen to, you know, I I remember talking to kids who get, oh, I can't watch South Park or I can't watch The Simpsons. He's like, really? I was like, I'll do whatever. (laughs) But what is, what is literally every single kid do? 
we figure out a way. Right. right. Like, and that's the done. other problem, right? And that's the we, other we, side yeah. of it. If you're going to be stringent upon. So I'm, I'm curious, Toby, with your mm-hmm. parents who were, you know, a, a very Christian upbringing, how were you able? Did you have to sneak in hip hop? Oh, oh, for to, sure. You, you, know, you don't understand. My dad was a deacon. Ah. Uh, and, and and deacon at the church. So now your dad's he, not watching right now, is he? Because no, he's not watching. Okay. I made sure. I made. I told right. him that. Uh, told him to go watch a, a movie or something instead. <laughs> so <laughs> be on your way, sir. No, yeah, no. But uh, he's a pastor now. He's got his own church and cool. everything. So it's uh, it, it's it it continues. But yeah, yeah, we used to sneak the music in the house. Mm. Uh, you know. But one thing I will say. One thing I will say. You know, when I became an adult, things changed. You know, and I think my one thing I will say, and there's a lot of other households where it's <clears throat> things are different and it's, you know, whatever, because of kids choices they make as adults. Mm. Uh, my parents have always respected my decisions and don't necessarily agree with them, but they've always respected them. And I, when I'm in their home, I respect their wishes. So I'm not listening to two live crew or. <laughs> Ice Cube. Right. Oh. Heck, I'm not even listening to DC Talk in the home, right? I'm yeah. not even doing that, right? I mean, I play it cool. It's their house. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, you know, I really get it, right? Yeah. No, it's my house. Mofo, you yeah. want to listen to whatever, you know, yeah. outside of this house, you yeah. know? So it is what it is. But uh, but yeah, we used to sneak, man. We had, my brother and I, we used to take, uh, uh, we used to sneak too. Uh, so we had a shoe case, uh, shoe box, I should say. Uh, we used to one person would buy the tape and whoever bought the tape would make a copy for the other. And then uh, before then it was like the library with no Dewey mm. decimal system. You know, it was only, it was other, one other borrower. We're like, well, if I don't got it, you better have it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, otherwise we got to talk to mom like real quick. Like yeah. <laughs> somebody got it, yeah. you know? So uh, yeah, that's what we used to do, man. I used to under my brother's bed uh, and uh, we used to just, you know, okay, here we go. Let's go. Let's go. This huh. is it. This new brand Nubian. Yo, yo, it's new brand Nubian. Let's get it. Let's get it. You know, it's yeah. new Pete Rock CL Smooth. Let's go. Let's go. You know, Hell that's what yeah. it was. But that's all. I mean, I mean, you know, like, so do you feel like that with a stringent upbringing that you rebelled in a, was there ever any um, negative rebellion or, or, or were you pretty straight and narrow? Like, I'm not messing with mom and dad because I know they're going to mess me up if I, if I step out of line. I think that regardless of the job of what your parents did, either positive or negative, I think that you you're going to there'll be in your older years, you're still going to have their impressions upon you. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say this. My parents were good parents, strict. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they were definitely. Oh, yeah. So even the the messages, even though as you know, some of them might. You know, like places I couldn't go, music I couldn't Mm -hmm. listen to or whatever. I think a lot of that stuff is, you know. You know, it's BS to me now, but some of the other rules, you know, how to how to treat people, how to be, you know, be kind and, you know, all the other things, uh, that stuff is like well ingrained. So mm. I don't think I missed out on anything. I, I'll tell you this, Mike, in college, I think I caught up really quick, like, <laughs> really quick. Time and place uh, for everything, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I caught up real, real quick. So, uh, I don't, you know, and then being a being an MC mm. uh, during the heyday, come oh. on, traveling, touring. Oh, Stop it. so you Stop were, it. so you were, you were in deep then you were, you were in deep with that. Oh well, yeah, man. We've, we've opened up for, you know, numerous groups between me and my, my crew. We opened up for Redman, Mob Deep, Lil' Kim, uh, you know, Beat Nuts, you know, we had, we had a, we had a run. 
like we had a we had a good we had a good run yeah uh so um all in all i think you know i I don't think i missed out on anything yeah uh you know joe and i we talk about this a lot like the decisions we made when we were young compared to now you know i'm not i'm not one of these uh these hip hoppers that's afraid of talking about my age or anything like that. Like, I, look, I I'm 48. Like what? I don't, I don't, I, we make, we make this look good. Yeah. So, you know, the cats are hating. You wish mm. <laughs> you wish. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah, no regrets, dude. Yeah. Live, live your life, dude. You know, it's uh, music is for music is for everyone. And I think that the beautiful thing about, like when rock first came out, like people look at, oh man, this is just a fad. It's gonna go away very quickly. This is garbage music. It's nothing real, nothing real musical about it. And look where rock is now. I mean, it's yeah. still people still love it. People will travel hundreds of miles, thousands of miles to listen to it. Hip hop has ascended to to that level. Especially we got people like Jay Z yeah. uh, still performing. You yeah. know, you know the the. Uh, uh, DJ Premier still performing. The yeah. Roots been around, still performing. Yeah. You know these cat, and they're yeah. actually respected as oh, true yeah. musicians. I'm talking a lot. Joe's giving me that eye, so I'm gonna stop talking. Ahead, Joe. Joe's <laughs> like a board now. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, do I even need to be here? Um, <laughs> Joe, sip on my water. Well, take it all in. Well, this is a pro- maybe this is a good way to do this because you know, I, I like that what you said. Music is for everybody, and we're. We're in this time now, this weird time where we have people saying that only certain people are allowed to listen to certain music, and it's called cultural appropriation. And so when you, I, I'm just curious, Joe, I, we'll start with you, since you haven't been able to talk. What's your thoughts on this idea of cultural <laughs> appropriation? And, um, you know, are you allowed to listen to hip hop? So I do have thoughts on this. I love um, I think a lot of it comes down to intent. I think a lot of it is, um, so let me just, you know, a personal history. So speaking of things we couldn't listen to, I was a young pup when Straight Outta Compton came out. Mm. And we would drive around a couple of white kids in a 67 Nova. No, it was a 70 Nova, forest green, mm. right? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful car. Yeah. Um, and we would crank it. And I knew every single word to that album. Now, <laughs> Did I grow up in that environment? No. Was I culturally appropriating? Not intentionally. Mm. Would I listen to that album now? And have I listened to it now and been like, oof, yikes, there's a lot here that I, as an adult, and like, nope, <laughs> I don't agree with, you know, so much of this. But I think it's sort of, I'll make a comparison to literature, right? So I also grew up and I read books like The Outsiders. Mm. And while I couldn't necessarily identify with the specifics of that experience, and I certainly can't identify with the black experience, what I can say is that, you know, I can relate to having some of the feelings associated with um, all, all of that, what that encompasses, because on some level, it's a human experience. And so, you know, am I going around trying to act a certain way or or be a certain thing because I'm trying to appropriate a style of music? No, but can I sit around and, and listen to something and say, man, I get it. I feel what you're what you're saying right there. I understand what you're talking about. And no, that's not in my experience. But as a human, on some level I can I can understand it and I can relate to it. Yeah. So 
I don't know. I guess that's a maybe a long-winded answer. I was trying to steal so much Toby's time back. <laughs> I'm going to make my point real quick on this. Uh, I think that the I think that there's a time and a place for everything. I really do think that it is really about intent, mm. and you don't know intent until after some time takes place, right? Uh, so, you know, for for folks to complain about a Justin Timberlake, right, doing what he does, or complain uh, about you know, just, I mean, there's a number Eminem, of artists. Eminem, Elvis. You know, yeah. Eminem, Elvis, or uh, who's a dude? Bruno, Bruno, Bruno Mars, Mark. or whatever. Then I would say, well, hey, you know, if we look at it, if we're just being factual, you know, basketball was started by a white dude, right? Yeah. Started yeah. by a white dude. Now it's stereotypically looked at as a black sport. Yeah. Stereotypically looked at as a black sport. Right. But, you know, if you're looking at it, you know, it was a, uh, it was a white sport. Tennis, white Reach sports, basket. Serena. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Serena Williams, she killed that. To me, she was queen. I yeah. don't care what anybody says. For sure. To me, there was a time, you know, in hip-hop where you could not, you, we would argue if you said anyone outside of Eminem was, uh, if you were say Eminem was not in the top five or ten hip-hoppers in the world, we'd argue. I'm like, you're crazy. You're crazy. You know, I mean, that's just how much I loved him. Uh, I think, you know, when it all comes down to it, people are people. You know, and, uh, you know, so when it comes to this whole appropriation thing, you know, I, I just think, like, like I said, intent. If your intent is to put forth a good product, then who cares? I mean, the, there, there's a, a black a ballerina company right now. Hmm. You know, is that appropriation? Come on. We're not even talking. We're not even having that conversation, are we? No. I, I think it's I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's dope to see them do yeah. that. They wanted to do ballet. They can with mm -hmm. this company. Perfect. There's a history behind it. There were challenges they had to overcome. And that actually makes it a little special. Yeah. And Eminem being in a situation that he was in or Elvis being. I'm not saying that this, their story is any more special than any other artist. What mm -hmm. I'm saying is just different. Yeah. And it, their take on the things is different and i still think it deserves uh deserves to be looked at examined and respected you know when when i think that they they, they work hard for it that's that's my point yeah and i i think there's a it's really because of that intent thing it's really hard to know when okay what's the difference between appropriation versus man this was really impactful and inspirational to me and i i I want to try it myself i i, I like this is amazing i want to pay homage to it this moved me I'm not trying to steal it. I'm not trying to do anything nefarious with it. I'm trying to bring it forward in a way that that perpetuates it because I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and it just gets really tricky because we can never crawl into somebody's mind and know what 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 they're attempting to do or the art they're trying to create. So, yeah. When, when, but when let me let me say this one thing, Mike. Sorry no, please, please say all you but, want. But let's you know if we go back to basketball, right? Or we'll go back to, you know, whatever. If the boy can play, he can play. I don't mm -hmm. care. It don't matter what. He, if he can play, you can play. You come ball with me. If it means we're going to win the game, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Ball. You know, same thing with singing to me. If you can sing, who cares? Mm. You know, if you look like Adele or you look like Beyonce or Christina Aguilera or uh, Ariana Grande, who cares? Mm. Right. If you can sing, you can bring it. Mary J, come on, let's yeah. go. I, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for talent. I'm here for the art because the goal is the goal is for you to look at the art without seeing any of the other stuff. It's just to mm -hmm. kind of to appreciate what the what the product look like. I mean, I think that's really all I can't speak for M per se, but I would 
I'm sure there's some interview. He's like, I just want to be appreciated as an artist. Yeah. This is my thing. Like, you don't know what I look like and you still think this is dope. Like, mm -hmm. that's just, he's just dope. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think he'd want that. You know, same thing with a guitarist or whatever. Like, yo, is it good or not? Yeah. Is, if it ain't good, you ain't got to listen to it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's that. No, I, 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 I absolutely agree with that. And, you know, for me, um, I, the way I, the the way that I see it is like, which I think it was such a beautiful example you have of 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 the sports, you know, basketball and stuff because that that's just another one to sort of shit on this idea of appropriation, which I and, and I get you know the other side of it because you can't just you know obviously there is something behind this whole idea of appropriation, right? Like you, you know this just. Uh, just a, a, a certain group of people always getting dunked on and always getting shit taken from them. And, and so at, at some point, when does it stop? Um, but I also look at the history of how art and culture have always sort of coincided. And, and, and the, the further we go with like civil rights and, and the women's movement and all this, all this stuff, it always, there was always art that coincide with it. And even when you think about like jazz and, and blues and stuff and big bands and stuff, they would always travel with whoever could play. And, and you would always hear these stories about like Glenn Miller, right? He's this Jewish guy from, I believe, Brooklyn. And he's taking, you know, these black, Benny Goodman, another Jewish guy from Brooklyn, mm. taking Lionel Hampton, Tenny Wilson out on the road with them. And not only is he taking them out on the road with them, but he will tell the whole band to stop playing and do a, like a quartet with Teddy Wilson, Lionel Hampton, and, and whoever played bass and, and Benny Goodman, right? And, and this is, you know, and he'll play like a whole set with just a quartet. And, you know, that pissed a lot of people off, but the beautiful thing about it was like they didn't see that they didn't see color they saw what it was they could accomplish and what they could do to for the music and so when you see everything sort of coinciding and, and as 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 you know as we get more progressive throughout the years to where we're at now where it's like crazy progressive which <laughs> but still where, where we're integrating people all the music goes with it always uh, there was always bands mixing you know black mexican whatever it was if you could do it and even now it, it, it when you hear these weird things with appropriation i i was it, i play with this reggae band out west still um and we'd play these reggae festivals out in california there's a big movement like cal roots type reggae music it, they call it white boy reggae um, but, you know, very, very nicely, they call it boy, boy, reggae, reggae. But what's interesting is, is that you never hear that kind of talk backstage, right? Like I would be in the festival with Don Carlos or, or, or Stephen Marley, you know what I mean? And it's never it, his band. Well, Stephen Marley rolls with Jamaicans, but, <laughs> but, um, you know, like Don Carlos would always have white boys in his band and there was never talk about it. It's like, what can you do? Can you do this? It's, it's just, it's simply, can you play? And do you have something to say with what you're doing? That's simply what it is. And that's where it ends. And that's why it's so confusing to me when I hear these fucking kids talking about like, yo, fucking don't appropriate me and blah, 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 blah. And again, I see where they're coming from, right? Like, do you guys see where they're coming from on the other side of the argument? So I think maybe the one thing to consider with all of that is despite what may be happening within the bands, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, those experiences on the road and in the world are very different for a lot of those artists. Uh, absolutely. And so whether, you know, and that just becomes like, how do we acknowledge that and make that better? Yeah. Um, because, you know, for, I would say for every, I don't know, you got to wonder, like for every musician that's been recognizing talent is talent and I, you know, and I want to bring people up, you know, how many other stories do we have where that's not been the case? Yeah. So I, I don't know, on some level, it just becomes like a, every instance becomes its own little case study. And, um, and it's really hard to crawl inside the minds of people and understand, you know, I, it's complicated. I mean, I think at Absolutely. the end of the day, it's a complicated thing and try to right. narrow it down into, well, let's, let's have this, you know, viewpoint on it. It's right. like, well, it's not that simple, right? There's so many moving parts. And I think, oh, please go ahead, Toby. Yeah. You make, you make a, I think good points were, you know, made. I'm used to hearing from, uh, uh, from Joe good points. He oftentimes makes me, makes me think, Mike, we just met. So, you know, it is amazing what happens, you know, the stuff that comes out of your mouth when you take the condom from your forehead. I mean, it's, it's, it's it is amazing. Am, am I lying? Am I lying? No, no, you're right. And, 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 and different. It, 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 you know, it, it, and, and that's another thing, right? It's like the, this idea where, where um, comedians, you know, will tend to be like hide behind this notion that these are just jokes, right? And even that, I, and even what I said earlier, um, you know, obviously it was a joke and I didn't mean to shit on anybody. It, it was, we all know what's going on with Kanye right now and, and, and or yay. And uh, it was just playing off that. But yeah, I mean, in that instant, I could see why someone would be pissed off at me. And, and you know, I could see the repercussions coming from that. And, and you know what? Maybe I would deserve those repercussions. I mean, the whole thing with, with Ye right now, I, I don't know. Do you think he deserved to be swatted down as he was? I'll say one thing about Ye. I think, you know, I hope he gets some help. I, I absolutely yeah. I'm with I think it. that's at the end of the day, like yeah. you got to start and end there because mm -hmm. there's clearly some stuff going on. And so everything else that comes out, what do you, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, How do I, we help this man? I, I, t I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think that that's where the conversation starts into me stops. You know, I think we need to get him help first. I think it's sad. We all have had people who have mental issues. This dude admits, and I listened to your show, mm -hmm. Mike, the other, uh, you know, while back, you were talking about Yay specifically. I how talk he about him a help. lot. He admits, he admits he yeah. needs help. Yeah. You know, why aren't we getting him help? And why are we continually putting a microphone in front yeah. of this dude to, to watch him spiral? Yeah. If, if what happened to him as far as losing sponsors had happened to anyone else, we say, man, what are you doing? Right. This dude is not set up for success. He's set up for failure. And you and the problem is we have a lot of people, too many, that are defending his actions. A broken watch is good, you know, is correct two times a day. Just because he's right or it has an aspect of truth does not mean does not mean we should advocate for anything more than this dude getting help. Hmm. Get help first, and then we can you know, move on to mm -hmm. other things. I don't, let's not get into po po uh, politics with a dude that clearly needs help. That's my first point. Uh, the second point I'm going to say is this, as far as the, the appropriation uh, conversation, I think the other thing too, that we really got to pay attention to is we said intent, yes, but also compensation. 
compensation, mm -hmm. I think is a big part. So mm -hmm. you take that, uh, you, the Hound Dog song by Elvis. Well, yeah, El Elvis made, uh, he made a ton of money off of that song and other hits, right? Yeah. But Big Mama Thornton, not so much, you know, <laughs> not so much at all. I mean, she should have, she right. should have made, you know, uh, you know, it's stuff like that. I think the when when cats get upset about the appropriation uh, conversation, that means they're, they're a lot of times to me when you boil it all down, I think it's you know recognition for what some of the other people have mm -hmm. done and also compensation. If she was compensated, man, you wouldn't hear nothing. You mm. wouldn't hear nothing about that. Yeah. You wouldn't hear nothing about no no one would care about that. And when somebody is, you know, there's one of the cats I want to say, I forget who it was. I don't know if I don't know if it was Paul McCartney or not talking about somebody sampling a Beatles track. And he's like, I love sampling. I get paid. <laughs> I get paid. I love it. <laughs> yeah, sample, I don't have a problem. Stig, I, think, I think Sting said it. Sting but... said, yeah, it's like I I I'm I, I get paid. Dude, that's it. When it mm. comes down to compensation, because comp money ain't everything, but mm. it does can amount to or can be looked at as being like well you respect me enough mm -hmm. right to actually give me to pay me for my for said services joe you look like you had something to say i always have something to say Toby. <laughs> that's why i love you man and to steal your line i'm so glad that you asked. i'm so glad that you <laughs> cheers let's go I mean, you got a shimei going there oh you just finished the shimei Oh, dude, you you know I have the Shemay right here. Uh, I got that really... Mike, get that in your game, Mike. I, get man, that you, in your game. You are Shemay blue today. I'm not. Shemay blue. You are not messing game. around. I, I, I'm not much of a drinker anymore. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's to be my... applauded as well. Right. Yeah. You're fine now. Right now I've got my... <laughs> Please oh, yeah. enjoy. Listen, if you can enjoy responsibly, I'm like, hey, do your thing. Unfortunately, I can't enjoy responsibly. Yeah. Understood. So... <laughs> Good on you for limitations, man. For that. We all yeah, have absolutely. our limitations. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but yeah. So but, I think, you know, you ahead. brought up a good point about the compensation and the mm -hmm. recognition. So musical history is littered with really horrible record contracts signed by young kids mm -hmm. that got taken advantage of. You know, Van Morrison has never made a penny off a brown-eyed girl. Let that sink in for a second. Mm -hmm. So, and, and actually, if you get really bored one day, uh, Van Morrison was in such a horrible record contract <laughs> that, was, that he that went awful. and made a whole album <laughs> of really horrible songs that he literally went into the studio and was just like, cool, I'll make an album for you. Wow. And did it in a few hours. And it's terrible, but it's also amazing at the same time. <laughs> it's terrible. So Chimney that Blue. Happened, that, that, that happens across the <laughs> landscape. We just did a, you know, the last four part series we did was on this band 24 Karat Black. On which, our podcast. Right. On our podcast. Um, riffs on riffs guys if you guys thank want you to make sure that for the you, plug and let me um, drop that link again so everybody can go and check out yeah and definitely go check out riffs on riffs guys if you guys like like music history and like knowing where samples come from and stuff this is the you podcast like really bad puns because toby's the king here's the mm -hmm. here, i'm dropping the link and anybody listening on the audio side make sure you're in the show notes and and uh clicking on stuff and samo what's up buddy good to see you welcome in uh, I, I feel like I need to, to, to dive deep into the text messages with Toby's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so just so you know that this happens in my personal life and not just on the podcast, mm, uh. I get a text from Toby and it says, Hey, why did the bear hate playing <laughs> the drums? Mike, why, you gotta Toby? say why. You gotta why, say why, 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 why? Uh, because the bear hates the snare. The bear hates the snare. Is it? Is that like a rhyme thing, or like? I no, 
Yeah. Like the snare, the trap that catches oh, the band versus God. the snare drum. I'm such a fu- look, man. I'm slow by yeah. 2000, it's all man. Right, baby. It's I'm also not a great joke, Mike. Oh, so, Raina like, knew what it was. Raina knew what it was. I, I object, Your Honor. I object. Uh, uh, yeah, I object. That was a good joke to me. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> to me. Like, I'd like to think that some of the better ones get onto the podcast, but it's a good snare. It's a subjected to the well, ones in between. It's a good dad joke, I have to say. It's a good dad. That's what we do. We're it's dads. We make dad jokes. Dad That's jokes right. all the way, baby. It's just how so, we do it. Uh, so getting back to to Twenty Four Karat Black, yeah. you know they made this album, Ghetto Misfortunes Wealth, which just has its own amazing backstory, and then this album, you know, for various reasons, one of them stacks records going under and just never sees. Um, kind of the commercial appeal that maybe it should have gotten. And then these artists, speaking of Ye, one of the guys who samples it, um, you know, literally a who's who of hip hop has sampled this. Everyone from Jay-Z to Nas to to run down the list. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, the musicians, the artists who made this music never got compensated. And then I think, sadly, in addition to that, is they never have gotten the record. Who's heard of 24 Karat Black? Right. Yeah. I mean, hardly anybody. Yeah. But I guarantee you, you've heard their music. And so I think, kind of getting back to what you said, Toby, there it is. There's the album. Um, it's, it's not, yes, compensation, money oh, is the shit. currency of respect, and we all want to get paid. But it's also, you know, sometimes we just, I mean, we interviewed a lot of the band members, and some of them were just like, man, it'd just be nice if somebody gave us our props. Mm. Like, <laughs> give us our recognition. Let us, you know. Yeah, that that's exactly how the how the um, how the guys from how the dude from Skull Snaps was. He was like, man, we just want a fair compensation. I mean, everyone from a Wu Tang to you know to to uh, what the fuck, uh, Rick Ross, the boss, has, has sampled that that breakbeat, yeah. and he's just like, I have not seen any money for it. It's like mm-hmm. I would really like my some money from that because a lot of the songs that did use it were pretty big hits. So it's like holy shit, you're talking about a good chunk of change. This is you know I I, I don't know like if it's life changing money, but it's it's it I mean, it, I, you I know it's money. The, it could be. It could I be. Think yes. The, in this particular case, I think what's more frustrating is somebody's making money. Right. Um, you know, either whoever owns the catalog right now or in this case, you know, Dale Warren, his estate, like, and it's all hidden behind this veil of nobody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when Jay-Z calls and says, I want to sample this, that he's writing a check. Somebody's writing a big check to sample that song. Yeah. And somebody's getting that money. But what, who's not getting that money is those artists. And so I think that becomes, you know, it's just a tricky space. And can we figure out collectively, like how, you know, is there a way to make it fair? Mm. So, so I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. I, I interrupted you. Go ahead. I was just going to kind of push, push it down the road a little bit to mm-hmm. this idea of sampling in general has become untenable because mm-hmm. right. how many times do we see a track where there's literally 20 different people who are like, well, this, this had a melody that, uh, did we lose Mike? No, I'm here. I'm here, guys. Okay. This is the other scene because you were talking. And I just wanted to give <laughs> oh, you guys a close that. up. Yeah, you got another. We're, we're, we're a little bigger. Images. <laughs> featured. I feel, yeah. I featured. You, you, um, yeah, I totally lost my train of thought. No, I'm sorry. You're, you're talking I'm about sorry. kicking. You're, t- you're talking about uh, the untenable nature of sampling yeah. yes. and 
you know, how many, you know, you have 20 different artists on a track, you know, 20 people yeah. that might say like, hey, this track probably sounds like this, has this kind of melody, right? Uh, I mean, you 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 showed me an article about that. Mike, this is going to blow I'm gonna your mind. I'm going to see if I can dig right. it up. But if you, I mean, even if you just break it down, right? So in most mm -hmm. music, what's the have... article? Wait, 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 what's the article? It's uh, the dude that... I can yeah. Google Dude it. that got all the he, he I'll look it up. yeah okay I'm sorry I interrupted. So let me please. give you the backstory first please so please there's there is a finite amount of melodies that can exist it's not like um, I mean we only have twelve notes and there's only so many permutations that could potentially become a melody based on those hmm. so and as humans there are some that we find that some that we find more pleasing than others so certain chord progressions that were like that feels good that's comfortable you know different keys um and pop songs in general especially now are following very specific formulas because we've been conditioned to expect certain things and to really resonate with certain certain things well eventually we run out and it's like well i can you know i can do that I can do that chord progression, but it is going to sound exactly the same as another song right. because it's literally the exact same progression in the exact same key. And maybe the offbeat's a little different in this particular version. But I mean, I remember when uh, when uh, the Chili Peppers came out with um, Danny California and everybody was up in arms and they're like, oh, my God, they ripped off Tom Petty and Mary Jane's Last Dance. Yeah. And Petty was like, yeah, man, it's the same chords, hmm. but those same chords in that same progression have existed for the last hundred years. Like I was ripping somebody off. It's not the same song. If you listen to the songs, they're very different. Can you take a little pieces part and say, Oh my God, it's the same. Sure. Wow. But you can't say that they're the same song. Mm -hmm. So what these dudes, uh, one of them's uh, one of them's a lawyer is he uh, is trying to essentially make all melodies public domain so that a lot of these lawsuits and sampling nonsense goes away. Mm. So, Look, all of the melodies exist. They're all copyrighted at this point. Have at it. Yeah. So I can do it. Toby can go do a song. Mike, you can go do a song. And they're going to use all the exact same things. But it's okay. Because I'm not going to sue you and vice versa. Because it's already been copyrighted. It's, it's interesting you brought up Tom Petty. And it, it, it's, it's fascinating that he let the Chili Peppers slide. But Sam Smith... Fuck you, Sam Smith. You're not allowed to, you know. Um, and, and I heard, you know, like, I don't know, like the chord progression. I guess the chord progression, there's only so, like you said, there's only so many chord progressions. But if you have a chord progression and a melody that's so similar that it, it, it's, you know, you're like, and, and when you hear Tom Petty talk about that whole incident, he's like, you know, someone should have caught that. There was too many people that that had to go through too many hands too many ears that that yeah. had to go through for it to even get out like someone should have caught that way earlier and i don't know like i've heard the side by sides we listen to the side by sides here on the show and stuff and you know it's similar but i don't know i don't know if it's the same and i don't think that sam smith was like and i won't break down and yeah. like i don't think he had that in mind when he wrote it i just think that he was just it, it just came out uh, it was too sweet. He had to be stopped. Okay, <laughs> Sam Smith's voice is too sweet. <laughs> I agree, Papa Sweet. He's just—it's too sweet and too soft and 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 pretty. So, I get it. You just—you get back to that. Uh, you know, we were talking about appropriation earlier. Mm -hmm. It's the same when you're doing songwriting. Yeah. What's the intent? Because mm -hmm. to me, it is very different. If Sam Smith sat down and said, "Oh, I love this Tom Petty track. I want to see if I can make a song from it." Right. That's very different than accidentally recreating something, mm -hmm. which is—I mean—that's the whole. 
that's the whole George Harrison, um, my sweet Lord story, right? Which, which messed that dude Ooh. up where he quit singing and playing yeah. for like, what's a that? Year or two. What's that? I, I, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, and this is actually, and I, I do need to find the link to this uh, TED talk from these guys. It's one of the things that they, it's how they start their talk is, um, so the Chiffon's tune, um, well, <clears> it's <throat> performed by the Chiffon's. I forget who wrote it. Um, he's so fine, right? Okay. Um, he's so fine, my sweet Lord. I, I, I'm going to let Toby do the singing. Toby, can you sing me a little He's So Fine? He's so fine. That one? You're talking well, about that, that one. But no, no, no. Nope. Different part of the song. Oh. I think that's actually a different song. Hey, it might be. I don't know what song well, My name. Sweet Lord. Anyway. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. My Sweet Lord. We'll, we'll just. He's so fine. It's not, you sure it's not it? He's so fine. It's not no. it. No. George Harris so and my. Fine. The pure one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. My sweet, sweet love. You yeah, so fine. fine. Yeah. 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 You so fine. Okay. So, there you yeah, go, pull, up, pull up the chiffons and it's, okay. It's, anyway, so this this whole thing goes to court, and you know, George is like, look, I, I get it. I can hear the resemblance, but I certainly had no intent of ripping off this song. Yeah. And the judge basically in the ruling spells it out. And he's like, I agree. George Harrison had no intent for, you know, basically stealing this copyrighted material. However, that does not change the fact that he stole this copyrighted material. Yeah. And so I'm going to award a settlement. Wow. And George was just like, I don't even know how to make music now because I'm constantly freaking out that whatever oh. I'm doing is going to be accidentally infringing on something that came before me. Wow. That's and I, so great. And I think that's what we've reached the point. Like, how could you possibly make a song right now that somebody somewhere isn't going to raise their hand and say, well, back in 1983, I made a song and you probably heard it. And so you stole it and I want my money. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's happening a lot. Um, and let's listen to the chiffons real quick, just so we could, but it was just reference, yeah. It just happened with uh, a, one of Dua Lipa's songs, too. I think a couple of Dua Lipa songs. Yep. Yes. Taylor Swift and everybody else. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what happened? That's terrible. You're so fine, my oh. sweet lord. It's like, yeah. it's my literally. My sweet lord. Come on, come on, people. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty similar. That, that's wild, man. And I can imagine that would trip him out, especially being a Beatle. And he's like, well, what the, What am I going to do now? But yeah. I well, mean, you mentioned Dua Lipa. Yeah. Th this is what I think people are backing into. So you're talking about Tom Petty basically saying somebody should have caught this. Yeah. Well, basically, that's what they did. I forget which song, but it was... It was um, Basically, they're like, oh, my God, that sounds like an NXS song from, you know, back in the day. We should probably give them a writing credit. Um, so Levitating. You, it, it's And it sounds like it's like this indie band that's out of Florida. I actually interviewed one of their friends who just happened to be their friend just by just just happened to be their friend. It wasn't like, oh, you're the friend of this band. You know, it wasn't like that. There was a different band who was friends with these. I forgot what the name of the band was. Uh, was it Livia? Yeah. Our, our, okay. So here it is. Um, so it was these two, so our, our article sound system, they uh, oh, had a song yeah. in 2017, live your life. And then, um, uh, live your life. 
And what's the other one? Levitation um, sound uh, comparison. Here we go. So these are great. These are always so fun. They'll just put that shit. So, so I think this is Live Your Life, right? No, this is Dua Lipa. It's so similar. I mean, it's so similar that they can interchange like almost yeah. seamlessly. Like, and, and the guys that are talking to, oh, I wish I could remember the names so I could shout them out, but the guys that are talking to were actually like, dude, it's the same exact chords. And they even did like a whole YouTube video, like making another song off of it. Be like, we wrote a song. It was a joke song, but. It, it, it it's the same exact chords the same exact melody and that, i mean it's just i don't know and and what if an indie band that you never heard of made a song and then you know like you're saying five years later they're like we're a circuit bro fucking do a leap of give me my money and which well, is exactly you know what, what but let's go back to the uh, the the my sweet lord example sure here. it's funny that you mentioned that. i'm just hearing those chords because I know we talked about that before, Joe, that, that whole situation. Yeah. We even talked about it on the pod. Hmm. But now thinking about it, I have some time to think about it. So uh, Happy Day uses similar notes in there. Oh, happy, happy day. day. Yeah. Oh, happy day. Yeah. Oh, when you walk, oh, when you walk, my sweet Lord. Oh, you know, it's a say, it's a similar thing. You could go it's, on I mean, if I were more... Theory based, I could tell you what the intervals are and just you right. know, be like, yeah, this is a common, this yeah. is just what we do oh. in music. This is not, um, we actually, so on the pod, we, uh, the other Dua Lipa song is, is, yeah, there's two, uh, Break huh? My Heart. Yeah. So that's what they, and she basically, they were in playback and they were like, oh my God, this sounds like an excess. We need to give them writing credit. Oh, it's did like, they well, really? Yes. I didn't, we, we accidentally sampled this song. You know what, though? I think that what she's trying to do is like the lesson that I want to say, wasn't it Taylor who did Taylor Swift who did something similar? Like, you know what? Like, just get in yeah. front of it before of it, before this becomes a thing, mm. <laughs> you know, before it becomes a thing. Yeah. Before you start suing me and say I have malintent. Right. Before we even start making a bunch of money. Let's go ahead because I can I can give you a price right now and you can say yay or nay because you know how much money is in excess making right now. Hey, I'm not you know trying, you know, I'm not in the pocket, but hey, hey, right, you know, uh take this flat fee right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, so I think a lot of that is preemptive preemptively strike. Good conversation, fellas. Well, I good conversation. Hey, well, Mojo tries. <laughs> and it's this song, the dent. Uh, yeah. I need you yeah. now. Wait a second. Where's Break My Heart? Oh, this is a mashup. Get out of my face with that. Give me that mashup. Who so, did it yeah, better? That's the, that's Let's hear this guy short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. That's nuts. Is it? See, this is one where I'm like, no, okay, it, I look, hear it. But. I don't know if it's worth, I don't know if it's too worthy, yeah. but I think it's, it's just I interesting sure how, like, I never would have put those two together. But then again, I never would have put the Jonas song with the, uh, the, the, the chicken dance <laughs> together either. And we did. And we did. And we, and we did. So, 
there you have it. Yeah. Nader says, don't bring up Taylor in front of yay fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you don't actually have a point. Well, you know, I guess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, and he's referring to me because the last like three weeks we've just been like super intensively in this whole Kanye situation, and you know, just going over the certain aspects of it, which in some ways probably perpetuating all the the bullshit. But you know, like to me, it's super fascinating because I'm such a huge fan of of, of Yay, like like. The thing you're seeing in all the comments is like, he made graduation. And it's like, yeah, he made graduation, but he also said some awful shit. Okay. So, like, you know, two things can be true at once. Uh, he can have some, you know, backwards views on the world from his own personal experiences. It's like, I knew this kid who got beat up on the trolley in San Diego. It was like a bunch of uh, a bunch of young black kids. And, and like, I know who, well, how this kid is. He's this little weenus of a human being. And like, I know that he probably were putting out the, those vibes. And these kids were probably looking for trouble. Whatever. I'm not trying to say shit. But he didn't like black people from then on because he lipped off. And he mm. said the wrong shit to the wrong people. And now he fucking doesn't like people forever. So I, I kind of see that with Ye. It's like, you know, he got fucked over by uh, a, a people over and over again that happened to be of a of a of a certain group and uh he came out with it in in the midst of whatever that was but you know it, the only it, thing i can say to that the only thing i can say to that <clears throat> and like i understand like i've been there right you know i was a black dude going to a, a majority all white high school mm. school and uh uh you know going to ohio state wasn't that much better in some mm. of the classes you got classes with 800 800 white cats 800 students period and right. you know, you're looking at a, a speck of pepper in a world of salt right, right? i mean that's yeah. just kind of how how i looked at it and man i've had it i mean i've been called everything from driving cars I've had stuff painted on my doors i mean I've, you know we i i have literally seen it all uh heard it all uh but with all that being said let me go back to a sports analogy if i shoot the ball and i miss the basket does do i hate all baskets right nope i surely do not right. i surely do not i love the game i love the game and keep on shooting if i want to win you got to keep shooting yeah. so with the game of life you know with the game of life we're gonna keep on shooting you know if it wasn't for me having that kind of mentality i wouldn't have met the brother that's is sharing sharing the 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 the, the feed with me right now i mean bro, joe is my brother I mean, i yeah. don't trust too many more people outside of outside of him you know yeah. it's him my brother my rhyme partner and it's joe you know along <laughs> with my family i mean that that's basically it yeah. i mean we're in business together i mean right. we you know he can ask me for money and i give it to him and vice versa right so uh you got to keep shooting you got to keep shooting lessons there are some hard lessons to learn man life is life has got some hard lessons but you got to stay positive and if you keep an open heart you can find that you can win at this game there are enough there are more of us open-hearted people there are more of us than not you just gotta you gotta keep looking you gotta keep looking that that's i guess that'd be my message uh i would say to that yeah joe you look like you have something more to say <laughs> hey man brother just keep preaching i, I agree <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's well said. Okay, now Naders is being being kind of twatty, but he's saying that <laughs> he's saying, but CNN says that black people can't be racist, so it must be true. No, it's <sighs> that, well, that, well, look, 
I mean, CNN doesn't always get it right. No one gets it always. No right. one gets it right. No oh, one gets no, it always no. right. Right. And, and if we all, if we can all admit to being human, right? If we can all admit to being human, um, I would say that, you know, for a black for them to say that black people can't be racist is like saying a man who is married to a woman can't be sexist. We know plenty of married mm -hmm. men that are sexist. Absolutely. Right. So. It is very possible for a black person to be uh, racist. Now, what it comes now, let's get let's get specific. Let's go. Are we uh, the type of racism that really hurts? All racism hurts, but the type that really hurts is the institutional racism, right? Where mm -hmm. the money, compensation, stature, opportunity—that's yeah. the stuff. That, yeah. yeah, right. That really hurts. It's you, like, why has South Chicago me? been South Chicago for like the last fifty years? Like, right. we really just right, abandoned right, right. that neighborhood and was like, okay, whatever. Oh, but it, it doesn't. You know, racism doesn't help anyone. People think it's a it's a joke. It's not a joke. It doesn't help anyone. And uh, but you know, honestly, if you're if you're paid. If you're some, I mean, there's racist names for white folks too, right? Oh, well, we, yeah. You know, there's slurs out there for white folks for sure. <laughs> uh, but you call somebody white that who's super duper paid and owns things and has power, you don't care. Right. <laughs> you don't care it's at like, all. You're it's right. Cool. I am white. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, I, I think, you know, I think we need to, I, I you know, we need to take pause on some things. We need to really be held, hold ourselves accountable. Mm -hmm. When I talk about, you know, it's funny, you know, my son's 14. So we have conversations. We have these uh, conversations all the time. Luckily, you know, I've, uh, uh, I've got good friends who have children that are older, like Joe. So I can kind of prep myself for some of these conversations that come along the pipe. Uh, but we talk about uh, things like um, um, what's, you know, being PC. Right, being PC, right, and we were really going off topic, but oh. Mike, you you said we could we we could talk, so no, there's uh, no we, there's no topics. It's we appreciate it. We appreciate it. <laughs> this, this is it. You know, this is now this is do. something we haven't I haven't necessarily talked about with Joe, but I I'm pretty sure he agrees with what I'm what I'm about to say. He better, or else he's racist. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, that's not what we're saying all right, at all. My bad. Uh, but PC, you know, to me that means just it just really translates to effort. It just really translates yeah. to effort to me. And it's not, you know, sometimes your effort is going to be lacking. Uh, but, you know, but I think, again, when it comes to intent, you know, if your intent is is there, then you can do more to increase that effort. Uh, you know, we don't walk around calling women bees. We shouldn't. No. Uh, you know, if what, what's their name? Call them by their name. I think when it comes to we have no problem with the coach, uh, longtime coach of Duke. Right. What was his name? Shashevsky. That's right. We have no problem in saying his name, but we have we act like even though it issue. looks nothing like it looks nothing it like it. No, no that? one knows. Yeah, no, but we all remember that name. We all know how to say Just it. Just like everybody knows on a tempo. Right, right. Right, right. I think it's that extra that the end that's a T that just gets me it, every time. It, just it, call it, me honest. It is. But you know what? He's that good. He's that good. He's that good that people made the effort. Right. Like, man, we're gonna be saying this dude's name a lot. So we got to get, we got to know how to say his name right. That's what it all comes down to, man. It just comes down to effort, effort yeah. and understanding, effort and empathy. Uh, I'm not trying to make this a kumbaya moment, no. but I do think that we need to, that is, that's where we need to go. We need to stop saying, you did this, you did, like, dude, you know, no one's perfect. Let's just knock that out. 
no one's perfect. I need to see effort. Yeah. I need to see effort. You know, where where's the effort at? Yeah, man. No, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. Like, there's nothing wrong with people being conscious of what comes out of their f- their face, right? Like, what what are you saying to people? Like, to sit because really, it's a practice in you know, you know, self evaluation. Like, you like, how do I think about these these topics? How do I think about you know my neighbor who's you know from Pakistan? You know, like, how is that affect? Like, why do I get in these? You know, why do I feel nervous around certain people? You know, like it's asking yourself to be you know self conscious is a good thing, right? Being self aware, not just going around and and throwing around all these you know f slurs and shit. Like, and, and you know, you guys come from sort of a generation like me where at when we were young we were calling each other's the f slur or i don't know about you toby or joe so i don't mean to put things in your mouth but like when i was a kid i mean it was on tv like when you watch friends even from the two early 2000s they're saying weird stuff that are super homophobic but like we i would be like you're gay you know like calling people gay like that like stopping that like just changing mm-hmm. certain aspects because there's nothing wrong with being nice and there's nothing wrong with uh with with you know self-evaluation now when it comes mm-hmm. to like you're pushing so far where you're trying to control what people are trying to say and what they can and can't say that's a different sort of thing right like like when it starts encroaching on this idea of freedom of speech and, and of course i know that freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequence and I'm, you know, I'm not like, and, and I, I don't like the idea of like, I want freedom of speech so I can say the N word on Twitter. You know, like, it's like that, that, that's awful. It, freedom of speech should be something where we can have open discourse. And I think that's where we're sort of running into a wall because no one's interested in this open discourse. When, when you, when you see these college students, um, when they get confronted and they, they and people press them a little bit. They shut down immediately, right? right? They'll, they're so willing to protest, you know, like you know, glue their fucking heads to a to a painting. They're so willing to do these things, but as soon as you start pressing them and you start asking them questions and, and you you get to a logical fallacy, they they fall apart. And 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 this is their mode. It's like I will not engage. I will not engage with this. This is hate. And they call everything hate. Everyone's a Nazi. Everyone is Hitler. Everyone's a racist. Everyone's a homophobe. Everyone's a transphobe. Everyone is something else. Someone is an other. So that's where things I think where people are getting frustrated as well with the situation, you know. But I absolutely agree that this movement was necessary. And like all these movements, Me Too movement, BLM, all these movements were very necessary to bring these issues to the light but then you have um you have you know the pendulum swings far and and now you know we have people in congress who don't they can't they don't know what a woman is (laughs) they're just not aware of what a woman is they don't they don't know what a woman is and i mean maybe nobody does i guess you know but like i I don't know that doesn't make sense to me you know things are getting a little bit further out of my I, I, I don't know. I think that I think that I think the world is complicated. Yeah, of course. Complicated. of course. I think that we are in a I think we're going to look back at this time as uh, as an awakening or right. a it's a transitional period for sure. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a lot of confusion in that. Um, I think that what we all have to do is uh, I think labeling is is uh, I think labeling a person is one thing labeling 
behavior is another. Uh, you know, I'm very cautious to, you know, very, I don't want to call, in, in my household, names were really important. Like my mom did not approve of name calling at all. Yeah. She just did. That's just not one thing she said. Like, you are stupid. To me, that would just like crush me as, mm. you know, my mom telling me that I'm stupid. What she would say is that what you did mm. was stupid. You're not stupid. That's why I'm disappointed. But what you did was stupid. Now, I've learned in managing people because in my professional job, I manage people and we have to talk about like, well, look, I'm not saying that you're a bad guy or that you're a bad person, but what you did was wrong. Okay, let's talk about the behavior and we can separate because when we talk about the person as a whole, then it gets to this big, I mean, you don't know what I've done. You don't know how many charities I've done. We get into that whole thing. It's complicated. It's complex. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of gray, but we can talk about this behavior right here. This behavior isolated. Yeah, this is not right. And uh, I don't know. I, I I agree. I hear what you're saying in regards to, you know, everybody's a everybody's a racist and transphobe and things like that. I, I, I hear you. But I just think for I think never before have we had the. Uh, the, the cameras on people to actually record exactly what they said, mm. but, but these what conversations are being had behind closed doors and really hear what people are thinking. If you can't defend your idea again with facts, then I have I got problems. I don't want to hear it. Mm. If you can't defend it, you now you can say you feel a certain way. Well, let's dig a little bit deeper. Right. You know, why do you feel? Why do you feel the way that you do? Mm. And let's where is that based at? Where where is that where is that from? You know, I don't know. No, and, and again, I, I think that all of these movements and, and that this woke culture movement is necessary. And like you said, we're in sort of a transitional period. We're, we're, we're sort of, we're going to our, through another evolution of culture. And, and, and there's always going to be casualties of that, you know. But, but it, it's just, I, I think the problem is, and I think what a problem is with a lot of people is this idea of, of, of just not being able to have a conversation and not being able to have this this open discourse. And yes, again, having the cameras, having the technology, like BLM, when it came, it was like, now we can see what they're doing. It's in our fucking face now. You can't deny but, but, this but at shit. The same t but at the same time, Mike, let me push back on that. Please, just, please. And then, I, and then I, I do want to say, I know Joe is itching to say something. Oh, please. He, Joe's very, very patient. So <laughs> no, Joe, I, I will say this, that... Um, there, you know, I know people feel like they can't say anything, mm -hmm. but I would say like, wow, what is it that you, I, I know that it's very possible to communicate my message without cussing. Mm -hmm. I know it's very possible to communicate basically any message that I want to say, just raw communication without, uh, without offending someone. Hey, I don't like this song. Typically what happens is when people offend people, it's like, I don't like this effing yeah 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 song yeah right. that's when it, we're talking about the adjectives we talk about the adverbs yeah. now now we're getting offensive all you had to say is you didn't like the song right you 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 know you were trying for something you ever been at a party where you, this dude's got this dude's holding court uh-oh <laughs> there we go you ever been at a party where this dude's holding court and he's 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 got everybody that's like they're laughing at every joke this dude spits i mean this dude cannot go wrong right. he's it's usually you toby i'm pretty sure I'm, a, I'm speaking for personal experience but uh <laughs> anyway. and he goes one joke too far yeah he goes one joke <gasps> too far he didn't have to do it he didn't have to do it he went he went too far yeah. and i think 
I think that sometimes we end up in a situation. You don't have, there is no carte blanche, man. There is no, you have to pay for what you say. You got to, you got to know. Absolutely. I know you believe that. I'm not saying do. you don't, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a lesson. I think that, and now with more cameras than we've ever had before, you got a lot of people out there that, you know, got a lot of checks have been written. <laughs> but doesn't <laughs> it feel like it's it. sport now? Doesn't it feel like almost like people are sort of moral grandstanding? Like they're trying to change the world from their toilet while they shit in the morning and, and on Twitter, right? Like, don't you feel like some of it, it's just sort of show? Like, I feel like a lot of people think they're changing the world by just tweeting. And, and I don't think that that's I don't know. It, it just seems like it's fashionable. And and yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's like, what do you need to say that's, that's you know, that you can't say without, you know, saying it? I just don't think that everyone's going to agree, right? No one, everyone is never going to agree. We're human and we're never going to agree. But we can see each other for, for what we are. And we can we can either disagree or we can be like, hey, uh, you know, I don't agree with you, but respectfully, you're still a nice person. I don't think you're a Nazi because you don't agree with what I'm saying. That's that's where I think a lot of the the frustration is and and the pushback. You know, what I mean, and even with even with you know, Yay and this thing, he's he's going hard on you know woke culture and stuff right now. So, and, and I'm not saying you know, great, good for Yay because obviously he's going through some shit right now, but. Yeah, man. I I don't know. Please, J Joe, chime in. I'm. I feel like I'm starting to ramble here. So words create worlds, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to question the impact that words have, spend some time inside your own mind and think about the things that you say to yourself. Spend some um, time gaming. <laughs> See how that goes. But uh, I mean, literally, when you wake yeah. up in the morning or you're going about your day. I mean, how much positive self-talk or negative self-talk or what mm. words are cycling through your own brain, right? And how much power do those have? And then start to think about what impact the words that, you know, to your point, that are coming out of my face, what impact are they having on those around me? And then now you're getting to intent. Um, what is my intent? And if if you're, I think what what saddens me a little bit is that the ability to, critically think and just have discourse um, has deteriorated a little bit, right? It's like we can't, um, if my intent, like like Toby happens to really love Kraftwerk, which I think is the worst band ever made. <laughs> you know that's a liar. liar. They're not good. But <laughs> I'm with I'm with good. Joe. I, I don't I don't I, I respect them because they're pioneers, damn it, and they brought something new. But I cannot. Oh, I just no. cannot. It's I, just I, all I, I see I, is Michael I, Myers I and Sprockets. Empty. You know what I mean? I will not. You cannot. I will not. How about that? But oh. go ahead, Joe. Continue with your point. So, uh, d despite the fact that that. That he loves a band that I just personally can't get behind. Yeah. I can I can still respect Toby as a musician, as a make human, music could, with him, yeah. And we could talk about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know. It's I think that's what's frustrating is it's twofold. One, it's people are not thinking when they speak. And so we are we are defaulting to, hey, this is what's been parroted to me. This is what I've engaged on in social media. I'm gonna just, oh, that's a that's a thing that I can zing back as opposed to God, what do I really think about that? And how much work have I done both on myself and in examining the world around me mm -hmm. to understand like, where is this person coming from? Why, why does this person feel so strongly about this that they're just like, 
incensed whenever I even, you know, surface around this topic. Um, it's just so challenging to try and, I don't know, I'm rambling too now. No, it's but okay. It, I, I, I think we're all saying sort of the same thing, right? Like we're all well, just it, looking it, for it, respect. In well, some... it, it's, it's, I, I, people, I think there's a, a, a sentiment that people are tired of PC, right? They're tired. And like I said before, when I started this whole part off, I said that, you know, PC to me is really about effort. Uh, but, you know, something I say constantly, I've been saying it for years, I don't, we need, for my profession, what I do uh, in my professional uh, job, we have something called continuing education, CEs, right? You mm -hmm. got to continually stay sharp. We do not have CEs for being an adult <laughs> and we need them. We need them. Times have changed, dog. It's and called it, the Reddit boards. You know, you're, you're, if you're, all, for all the married folks out there, the cats that are in relationships, you're single, man. You have a different level of responsibility from when you're dating somebody to when you're engaged to actually when you are married. It is different. Mm -hmm. It is different. It's no more I, it's we. And when you have a child, it's no more, really, it's we. It's, it's, it's him or her. Right, him yeah. or her. Right. You, you're, you're, your life is done. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really all about that little guy, that, that little Absolutely. girl. You know, Absolutely. so we need CEs for adults and we don't have it. And yeah. you can ration out your energy uh, appropriately for that. That, you know, that's it. That's my dismount. Yeah. Well, stick the landing. I want to. I want to kind of like get into the chat a little bit because they're they're going off on it right now. So oh, I, I kind of want to give some love going on. Oh please, let's do um, it. Samo, who is a streamer here on Twitch, and can we get a shout out for Samo, honey boy? What's up, Samo? Samo is Samo is a salty. Uh, uh, what do we say, Samo? Salty uh, social commentator. Uh, but uh, I think America is too busy running around with skin knees and crying about things. Participation medals for everyone. No one wants to be the loser. There's more. No more walk it off days. Damn. I mean, yeah. In some sure, sense, but but let's go sense. back to uh, 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 again. Mm -hmm. There's there's such a like a much broader conversation and picture around that because. Mm -hmm. You know, the same, if you go back to the 50s, when people are like, well, men were men and women were women, and it must have been a horrible time to live because, God forbid, <laughs> I don't think anybody talked about their feelings. And then we've created future generations. You know, we talk about, and, you know, that was the greatest generation. Yeah. Because they experienced the horrific war and everything that they had to deal with, which had created lots of trauma. Mm. And, like, so there's... Okay, so that's a generation that would say, rub some dirt on it and walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, can we, all right, let's dig a little deeper and find out like all the stuff that's living under that surface that we need to address and that we need to heal and we need to, to, to get better at for the next generation, right? Yeah. Like, so it's just, it's just such a complicated, intertwined, larger conversation that what I think when we start to reduce it to these talking points of everybody gets a participation trophy. Yeah. Yes. Do I think it's sometimes detrimental to kids to not understand that healthy competition is a part of life and we need to understand how that works? And sometimes you're going to lose and you need to learn how to lose just as much as you need to learn mm -hmm. how to win. Yep. Like more, more, you know, or you need to learn how to win better, whatever. But but to reduce that entire topic to this is bullshit. Everybody gets participation trophies, I think really does a disservice to 
all the nuances and everything that surrounds that conversation. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's but we live in this world of sound bites, and and that's what yeah. this constant engagement with social media and you oh, know and even it's also the, a money game, right? Like clicks absolutely. equal money, and yeah. these these media organizations who are archaic dinosaurs at this point, no one's paying for that shit. I mean, some people are, but like it, it, they're doing they're they're clawing desperately, and if that means division within the people who read yeah. that. It, that's fine because the almighty dollar and and you know I, I think you know that's where it's really about it's just like how do we maintain power how do we maintain i mean because like a people divided are not a a, a people collect you know they, they're not collective right like if people are divided they can do whatever they want and and the they thing right because they is we but but the the powers that be can sort of uh, do whatever they like as we burn down cities and and storm the capital and hate each other more and and you know and, and kill each other in the street. It's like it, it, it's 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 it just seems like at this point I think we're all starting to understand like we need to like get along, but I feel like there's our external forces that keep us at each other's throat. I feel like people want to get along. Like, our, we're humans. We're, our inclination is to be with other humans. Like, if we're not held as babies, we die. So, like, we need each other. And and there's just something that keeps dividing that, that connection between each other. And when you see it all over CNN or you see it on Fox News and you see it, you know, the president saying shit, you know, like uh, Trump or Biden, whatever, you know, like they both said some really crazy divisive stuff. And it's it, it, I just it just feels like it's at this point it's manufactured and they want that or, or whoever they or we are. It, it wants to exist because it keeps us distracted from what's really going on because i mean i don't know if you guys know but we're, we're about to be in a fucking nuclear holocaust so you know um it's so it it does seem by design i don't know like th would you agree with that sentiment either one of you well i i would say that we have to you know what samo had mentioned before like you know uh kind of like the you know the why can't we just kind of get over it? You got a problem, get over it mm -hmm. and whatever. And I think that I do think that there's, there's a time and a place for that kind of sentiment. Like, come on, you know, let's, you know, buckle up, let, let's, let's, let's move on. And I think that uh, sometimes we're talking about, uh, we're talking about, you know, all of the divisive comments. I think that sometimes to those folks that say all oh, these comments are divisive, like, well, I kind of consider it to be, you know, constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's constructive criticism, then hey, if we're trying to go here, and I'm saying that you're offending me here, mm -hmm. we're all trying to go here, we need to work on this first before mm -hmm. we can even get there. And so if it's constructive, not divisive, but I think that sometimes divisive comments can be, uh, from someone's perspective, can be looked at as being uh divisive how about this you know? one if you don't vote for me you're not black oh no that's what well, look so so first off i'll say this right a dumb comment biden will say that, that was a dumb comment he did say it was a dumb comment ziggy thank you so much for the sub i appreciate you <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> we're like right. in the no, middle of this no. deep ass conversation or who did right. that Bye. moving dodgman thank you so much for that gifted sub to ziggy i appreciate you i'm sorry no, no. hey, hey nope. ziggy welcome in hey, uh 
people have the opportunity to grow but are often boxed in by media and what the norm is supposed to be. Yeah, Ziggy. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I, yeah. I totally interrupted. Please continue nope. if you can remember nope. where you're I at. Forget, I kind of forget my point. Was I, was I, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's uh, This is nope. such a distracting uh, place to be right. sometimes. It's good. I thought it was funny. It, it's, it's probably the side. It probably got God telling me to shut up anyway. So it's like, no, no, no. Well, I, good. you know, I, I, I like that idea of like, you know, maybe divisive. Some people see it as divisive, but some people... Uh, you know, see it as oh, constructive we talking about Biden. By, we talking yeah, about Biden. Joe Byron, who likes right. to say dumb shit all the time. He, he's yeah, very so, good at it. You know, look, he's he, he's human, and you yeah. know, I, I and I take it, you know, uh, I take it as a as it was intended. I think it was a joke. I, I honestly think it was a joke. It was a joke in poor taste. And he shouldn't have said it. Yeah, uh, he said it to Charlemagne, and Charlemagne has said a whole lot crazier, crazier stuff than that. So he was just saying gotta, stuff about the Jewish folks. Hey, that's what I'm saying. so we can't really. I mean, if he, and, and that's the other thing. You know, we complain so much about the quality of politicians. We complain so much about. I agree that, that sometimes the limit, the the choice is not a good one. It's either like he's bad or he's worse, right? That, that's mm -hmm. kind of like sometimes what I hear people's conversation about. Man, we got to be a little bit more forgiving. There's a lot of quality people out here, but man, if we can't forgive them for one little mess up that they made, uh, you know, who's gonna run? Like yeah, how? It, no, no one's gonna run. That's the whole thing. It's like you're not gonna get anyone. You're not getting right. the best. Because you are, we are unforgiving uh, when it comes to people making mistakes. I'm sorry, Joe, I interrupted you. Uh, uh, no, I just agree. Like, thank God that there was no cell phone in my hand when I was 12 years old. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't know what kind of nonsense I thought in my young little brain. And I'm really glad there's no record of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's too much of a record of me. I, I was <laughs> MySpace, the Facebook. They're gonna find it. I'll be canceled soon. It's okay. And that's why I cancel myself, so no one can cancel we, me. Listen, we we do believe in uh, you know thinking about what you said and and forgiveness. That is what it's all about. I think if you're honest, and you talked about slurs earlier, right? That people have used, especially in hip hop culture. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, you know, just, just yeah, absolutely. My my crew, uh, we uh, a lot of us said some stuff that wouldn't is not acceptable right now. Mm -hmm. Is not acceptable. Is not acceptable. Uh, we cringe when we hear some of the songs that we've recorded in the past. Like we cringe, like oh my god, dude, that's how we thought. Like oh my god, like, that's, that's great that's though. In a sense, part. I feel like that's awesome because you can see, you can measure the growth of what where well, you've come from. And that's from. what you have to do. Yeah. I'm not coming up. I'm not coming on this podcast or on our podcast or when I'm on stage talking to people as someone who proclaims himself as being perfect. Yeah. If somebody brings it up, like, yep, I did that. That was dumb. Right. Very sorry for it. Apologize to those that are hurt. And we move on, you know, and we have to. Yeah. I can't, you know, I we we have to, we have to move on. You know, I mean, it's just not, there's nothing to it, you know, and nothing, nothing to do but that, in my opinion. Um, and I, so. I think that in addition to that, you would have no issue, you know, stepping up and being because you authentically believe like, yep, that was shouldn't have done that. And this is why I think different. And this is how I do different. And unfortunately, I, th I don't know that that authenticity is mm -hmm. exists. <laughs> you know, it's it's all washed through publicists and media things and whatever, because mm -hmm. like, well, I already stepped in it. So. I don't want to be heartfelt in my apology because I just might make it worse. 
So I got to sanitize it behind some corporate speak. And then everybody looks at it. And whether it's authentic or not, you really have no idea because it's it's this very, you know, pristine message, bullet points and talking points. And, I, you know, I wish we could be more authentic because if we were able to do that, then we might be able to offer each other more grace um, just by recognizing like, yeah, man, I'm human too. And it, I can get a sense that that you're truly like, have feelings about whatever it was, and and I can relate to that as another human, and and we're good. But, but let, let, let's and with that point, let's let's be honest. A, a dude, a man that's been uh, said a sexist comment didn't just make one. Sexist comments are like lace potato chips, right? You can't have just one. More than likely, it's you're going to say something again. You said something again, and even if you recognize that it's it's wrong, you might catch yourself thinking later or talking without thinking and like, Oh my God, that's, that's sexist. But I'm, what I'm talking about is corrective behavior, right? Like right. self-correction, start thinking before you actually talk, you know, that is what your brain is for. And then correcting. And, and you got to get to the root more. of like, why do I even think Thank like this? You. Thank you. That's it. What that's pain it. do I have? What issues mm -hmm. have I not addressed inside myself that I've got this really twisted thinking? And yeah. so I need to figure out like, okay, it's one thing to like basically put a sensor, you know, danger will Robinson, we can't say these words versus, well, I don't think like that anymore because that was really messed up thinking. Yeah. And I'm glad that I've evolved as a human being to not be that way. Right. Y yeah. Okay. And, and I think that's great too. And, and, um, and, and I'm sort of going back to this idea of like the pendulum sort of swinging kind of, in a very far direction in one way. Um, are you guys familiar with TikTok at all? Do you guys hang out on yeah. TikTok at all? No, okay. no, no. I'm familiar with it, but, but no. Maybe. Did he mention how old we are? Yeah, we, we, we did. We're 48, dude. Well, we don't I'm do 40, that. so, <laughs> I mean, I don't have any business on there. Are you 48? There. No, I'm 40. I'm 40. Oh, man, yeah, you're, you're a lifetime ago, dude. You say? Yeah. <laughs> 40. I, oh, my God. Well, my, my knees didn't hurt at 40. Go ahead. Shit, You're I fine. wish my knees didn't hurt at 40. That would be one. My knees have been hurting since like 25. God, it's falling apart, man. Oh, boy. Uh, well, the, okay. So I don't know. Maybe this might not. The culture on TikTok, it's a very, it's a very restrictive platform. And if you want to talk about certain subjects, you got to like correct. You have to self-censor. Or else they'll suppress or they'll call it a community guide. I mean, they just, out of nowhere, they'll just be like, this is a community guideline violation and you're done. You know, they'll just kick people off the platform willy-nilly. There's no rhyme or reason. And let's not forget that TikTok is also like spyware, but... <laughs> but they're even, all spyware well yeah but like specifically ccp spyware like you know it's very specific to to you know the the leaders of china and and the business over there and they're definitely like using it to track us and stuff but that's not where i'm getting at um the the you have to self-censor in such a way like you can't even say dead right you so now people are changing the language itself so now we're saying unalive right this un someone was unalived he it was a ser serial unaliver and that's just one example of how people are sort of changing their language to convey the same message and i don't know there's something in there that is unsettling to me where it's we're changing we, we're changing the language uh, to conform to this very, I, I, very 
I don't know, man. It, it, like, there's something in there, and and I'm trying to pull it out, but it's not coming out. But but it's this self censorship stuff that is that that I feel like that is a part of the 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 barriers that we're sort of building between each other is the the ability not to sort of be able to use our language how it was intended or or to use the language how we were you know how we were brought up or taught in school and i'm not talking about slang you learned on the on the playground i'm talking about what we were learned what we learned in school there's something unsettling about having to change our language. And I'm not talking about like the F slur N word or anything. I'm talking about just, just words that, that like death, death is a part of life, but yet we're starting to change it to soften the blow, the soften the, it, it, it does feel like we're sort of nerfing the world. Um, but, but it also, there's something deeper to that where if people can't feel like they can talk or they can't feel like they can't express themselves, then that, that's where the, again, the discourse stops. That's where the conversation ends. And then people become emboldened in their beliefs, uh, because they're just in their own little echo chambers and they're not willing to have conversations and, and they, they're not, they're not willing or they're even afraid to have conversations. How many times have you guys had conversations in your private life, uh, about whatever's going on that that person would never say out in public. It's just between you and another person. And I'm not talking about, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, these so, social, social, so please go. Why ahead. then do we feel the need as humans right now? to basically put ourselves on these platforms on a regular basis as opposed to like to me maybe that's the underlying so a couple of things one i mean language always evolves i yes. totally understand what you're saying right we are censoring ourselves in essence on these certain platforms in order to communicate in but even in we, our everyday life we are too which again yeah. is not bad thing to be to be self-regulatory and be self-aware but to the point where people, you know, feel like they can't say it, like they feel sure. like it's not allowed to be said. But if we if we look at kind of this culture of social media, I mean, there's no question that in general, I mean, it's I mean, they, they've done a bazillion studies on this, right? Yeah. It's scientifically addictive. It's mm -hmm. that dopamine hit. It's like all of these things that are really, really bad for us as humans. You know, I mean, yeah. talk to anybody who said I got off social media for a month and they're like, oh, my God, I'm a totally different person. Right. Yeah. And so but we've just create. I just wonder at what point does the the backlash against some of these platforms just as as a thing become important. Right. You know, people are up in arms now. Well, Elon has Twitter now. I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. I got to go find a new platform. Yeah. Well, how about maybe you just don't do social media because yeah. <laughs> it's just you shouting to avoid to your three followers anyway. And nobody really cares what you have to say. And if you're on another platform, all you're doing is either putting the, you know, the prettified version of this is my life and look how amazing it is. Or you're like wallowing in the. Um, you know, this is this is my particularly awful experience, and I feel somehow like I need to um, share it into the void. Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't want to. You know, there's there's value in sharing stories, of course. It's how we function as you know humans. But I don't know. It's I just think that these these tools, for lack of a better word, these platforms are. I mean, why are we doing it in the first place? Mm -hmm. I, I, I agree. I think that, you know, you mentioned it, Mike, earlier, you know, like, hey, it's not like 
if you were having these conversations between, you know, you and a friend, it wouldn't be a big deal, right? If your friend was, if he talked like you do, he knew your true intention, then it is what it is. Well, we get in trouble is when we're actually sharing it with the world, mm-hmm. right? And it, that is that is the problem. We're And it's not meant for the world because a lot of us are not thinking about what we're saying. Let I, I me tell you, I, I took a break from social media for about a good I want to say a good year, year and a half, right? And just now trying to get back, trying to get back on. And I approach it completely different. I, could, I used to like just report everything that I did. Hey, going here, going here, blah, blah, blah. I'm at this show, at this show. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. And, I, and like Joe said, took a break. Uh, and, you know, I, I felt completely different uh, within a month, within two months. Like, oh my God, why? must I share like about everything, this game, that game, why must I bring the water cooler to you? You don't care. You don't dog. You don't care. Dog. I'm look, when I cried, when the Cavs won, you didn't care, dog. You didn't care. You didn't give a damn, man. I liked your post though. But well, well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, I mean, it it comes down to this oversharing. Well, shit, if you overshare, you share it with everyone. Everyone mm-hmm. gets to hear and see everything that you're about. And then you got to be okay to take that criticism. Yeah. If you didn't want the criticism about how you talk, well, don't post. Yeah. Now, I agree. I, I hear you. I do I do understand what you're talking about. But, uh, you know, I think we still got to, we really got to take a look back into the psyche. Why people feel the need to share everything. Uh, and why whatever offensive language that we're saying, if people, if A, B, C, D, E people are saying, the people that you don't know or you barely know are saying, hey, man, uh, that was kind of misogynistic, you know, instead of defending it wholeheartedly, you just got to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, it, do I hate women? Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do I hate women? Yeah. And is what I, I'm saying indicating what, that I hate women? Because there's right, a disconnect there. Right, right, right. I mean, when it comes to when it comes to media that can be i work in a regulatory type of uh industry every email can be researched and brought up and taken to trial or whatever use so i'm very very careful about yeah. what i put in this so i i can convey a message the way i need to yeah. i know that the words they're looking for and i don't use said words but if they did even if they looked at every one of my emails they would find that hey toby has said this in a very professional manner. We know what he's saying. He's frustrated. He doesn't think this person's working very hard. Yada, yada, yada. I think when it comes to social media, you need to, if everyone, you know, in my book, I talk about this, where you treat every conversation as if it's an interview. Every conversation is an interview. We would not say the same things that we, you know, in everyday conversation, if it's, you know, posted online because you are posting to people that are your friends and non-friends, people that know you well and people that don't know you very well at all. Why are we posting it like whatever? Like it's just to, like why am I posting stuff on social media? Like it's just to my boy Joey. He's only going to read it in just that. It's I not just that. Say, right. I got to just text it if it's all like that. I, I get a text chain. I got a text chain right now with like 12 of my cats from, from college. Dude, we can say whatever, right? <laughs> we can say whatever. Right. You know, but it's it's different. But the moment you share it with the world, okay, well, look, there's 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 a cost for that. There's a cost for that. So and it, and it creates this vacuum of noise where it becomes difficult to find stuff that's actually. I mean, why do we have, you know, platforms like this? Whatever, it's entertainment. People want to be entertained. 
this again goes back to the inception of you know cave drawings and whatever like we like to tell stories we like content but content doesn't mean toby's random drinking of a chimay on a monday night um but it could but it is <laughs> yeah. i need a woohoo for that where's a rick flair oh, let's for that. get that let's go let's go thank you nature boy thank you nature boy Thank you. And you know, one. look, there's some weird channels that I think people get into, and that's fine. Maybe we we can make one for <laughs> this you, Tom. But uh, <laughs> the best thing going today. Let's go. Ooh, there you go. Let's there you go. go. One more. But it's but if it's you know like we do a show about music, right? And part of what we're, I mean, you know, part of what we should be doing more of, and is like cool if we are connoisseurs in some ways of music. And we find it interesting and people engage on our show, then you could argue that there's some obligation um, or at least value in, you know, Toby and I sharing some music related things on social media, creating conversations as part of an extension of that entertainment piece that we do. That's different, I think, than, you know, what I, me going to cut my grass on Sunday and sending a picture of my backyard or the leaves that have, I raked yesterday and just, are back again right like <laughs> nobody cares about that nobody cares at all because <laughs> there's nothing to engage with yeah yeah and, and 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 that's where um that's where these social media companies uh, again where they sort of are pushing certain ideas and and suppressing certain ideas and creating sort of these riffs, you know, that it's just, I, I don't like it. I, I think it's sneaky. You know what I mean? These, these algorithms that suppress certain things that, and I'm not trying to turn this into, into, this is just for example's sake, we don't have to talk about it as a topic, but the idea of Hunter Biden's laptop, right? When the election was going on, that, that piece of information would have been very, I think, vital to people's thoughts and how they would vote for somebody you know and and the fact that you know that that they covered this story up suppressed it they the the new york post you know they 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 shut it down quickly and then it comes out a year later the new york times is like oh yeah that was all true by the way and but it's too late now because the guy's probably to me that seems dangerous right like that that idea that like that I that was suppressed, and it was suppressed across the board, right? Like you couldn't Google it, right? What the hell is that? Why are people? What is happening? Why is somebody knocking at my know. door? I'm it trying to make like a Hunter, point. It sounds it sound like Hunter Biden's people. Yeah, Hunter Biden's coming. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Get him. You, but no, but I, you know look, you know what I'm saying like it, no, it, I I hear you, but at the same time, look, we had all the information on. We had all that information on Trump for, you know, and people still voted for him. We mm -hmm. didn't never got a chance to look at his tax records. Would have been no, nice, but we got for everybody else. Yeah. And we're not talking about his son. We're actually talking, we're not talking about, about the candidate the man himself. We're actually talking about the actual candidate mm -hmm. and never got it. So I, I don't care about, I don't Just care to push about back a little bit. No, but, but the, but, but Hunter Biden, like that laptop revealed a lot of the business dealings that they both are doing, which is like kind of illegal the, what he's doing and especially it's really yeah. weird that they got it okay i'm sorry go ahead but, 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 but it was a, but it's i'm out also, boys i can't i can't with this 
I just can't. I'm not going to talk. I don't want to talk about the politics. And I agree with you. There was tons of stuff on Trump that that, you know, I mean, some of it was actually made up. But but there was a lot of shit that we would have liked to know about Trump, too. Look, I'm not a fan of Trump just because I'm shitting on Byron doesn't mean that I didn't vote for him. I, I, I can't stand the man, but, like, I wasn't going to put the orange guy back in. Personally, that's just not how I could have flew. Like, I just can't. It, it just, it, I couldn't. Like, it, he made my mom cry, okay, when he was talking about the Mexicans and stuff. My mom is an immigrant, bro. She's straight from the motherland, and she he made her cry. I'm like, fuck this guy, okay? So, I, no. I get it, and and it's just I, I have a disdain for all both all of it. You know, it's just I don't trust any of it, and that's all. But but my point was is that there are discussions on these platforms that should be happening that don't because of of powers that be collude and decide what we get to receive as information. And I think that that's a big part of you know this this frustration that people are feeling uh, and 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 you know animosity that's building between us. And I guess the dollar's down thirty percent, and that's not going to help. You know, so uh, I, that was the point. Somehow, that's the larger point. Along the way, we um, I don't know. Like, I still think that there exists a thing such as journalistic integrity, and that yeah. there are people because I believe in humans that there are people who are genuinely interested in telling the facts yeah. and in doing the research and, and telling the stories, however the stories unfold and how they exist. And unfortunately, I feel like we have so many barriers to those actual facts and those actual stories um, because, you know, because of the increasing divide and the increasing overlaying of social media platforms and things that completely obfuscate the actual facts of any given story or any given thing. And so I would challenge anybody who 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 feels like I know the facts of this case. Really? You do? Mm -hmm. Because please show me that your your sources and explain to me like and I think it's it's just really really difficult um to, to really understand the nuances and again the bigger picture of any given thing because we just don't have access. For as much as we are overexposed to so much data and information, we have very little insight into what's actually true. Yeah, and that's a problem. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think it's a problem for both for both sides of, Absolutely. of the aisle. Uh, you know, I think everybody, you know, at the heart of what you're saying, Mike, and, you know, don't let me put words in your mouth. If I'm wrong, then you'll let correct me. You know, we can disagree about, you know, a number of things, how things were taken, you know, uh, things were handled or whatever. But I think what we all want is the truth, mm -hmm. I think. And that's where, you know, kind of goes along with what Joe said as far, as far as journalistic integrity. If we could actually have the facts cut out the opinion, like, well, this is the fact. This is what happened, mm -hmm. period. Right now, you can have your opinion over here. The opinion section's over here, but here's the facts. If we had clear, clear and present uh, separation between the two, I think that that would solve a lot. Instead of uh, you know that would at least it would in my mind. Uh, but yeah, I hear you. I agree. Yeah, the the journalistic integrity thing, man, is it it, it, it that that is it, man. Like it, there are some, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Matt Taibbi. He's a He's a journalist. He wrote for Rolling Stone. Like he did a big cover on uh, uh, the 2008 financial crisis, and like he went through it and he learned a lot. Like he is, like he is top tier journalist. Um, he wrote a really good book 
it's called Hate Inc. Um, and he kind of goes over like how it's all basically everyone is pushing for the most extreme thing to get people to sort of sway for their for, for their side. And he makes this comparison for uh, of um, Rachel Maddow and uh, one of the Fox News guys. I mean, that's the cover of the book. Like, I got it pulled up here. It's the cover of the book is, is literally, you know, literally he's making the case that these two people, Matt, Rachel Maddow and whoever the hell that guy is. I can't remember his name. Who cares? But this guy's from Fox News. He's making a strong case that they're essentially both sort of extremists on both sides, and they're both essentially saying the same stuff, just with a different tint of color, right? One's blue, one's red. And and it, it's all just sort of to capture people's minds. It's, sort, it, it's a great it's a great book. Like I'm not doing it service at all. If if you guys are interested in anything like this, like if you're interested in this kind of topics of you know media and stuff, this is the book to go and read. Um I just, I just want us to find truth, and and what's the problem is is that no one has trust for any of of anything, right? Like like you said, Joe, you're like, I mean, I want you to show me where's those receipts, and then who are those sources? And and like you know, at any time, a headline could be like, sources say that Joe is an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, or sources say well, that, that Toby that is, that is true. <laughs> Depending on yeah, well, Toby was the source. I mean, <laughs> of course, that was the butler. Hey, uh, what I would say, look, we, you know, I like I said, I think we, in different ways, I think we are saying similar things. I right. think we all are in search of truth. Here's another truth that we uh, have immensely enjoyed the conversation. I, you know, this conversation has totally went off what I thought it was going to be, what remember, I thought it was going to be about. Remember, we were doing a music podcast, that right? Was remember, it, was, it used to be all about the music, Joe. It used, <laughs> yeah. to, it used to be all about the music. Now we're that was the truth. Everything else, but uh, well, with now, all that, man, we have music. Is we truth. have enjoyed the conversation. Do we would. Uh, Certainly appreciate the opportunity, kind of, to talk with you about our podcast, Riffs on Riffs. Please, um, you know, we we do have to part ways. I'm uh, sorry, I'm keeping you. Long. I, I would talk we, to you guys all day, but obviously, <laughs> well, we all we have lives. And yeah, stuff. we hey, we enjoy that. We enjoy yeah. that, and you know what? I invite you. We could have another conversation on an, on another day, man. Let's I'm, do I'm it, open. man. I'm, I'm totally. And and of course, guys, make sure you y'all are going and checking out. Uh, their podcast riffs on riffs uh the the link is in the chat there make sure you guys go get it and also toby's book is available i got an amazon link there uh it, which is called the the empowerment chords man i'm sorry we didn't even talk about it. can you like just briefly go go through that because i was watching a couple of your videos and it's really cool man like you're out there oh, really it. inspiring people and, and you know spreading knowledge and stuff <laughs> And, yeah, uh, I'll make it real. I'll make it real quick. So I wrote sure. the purpose for writing the book was uh, to leave something for my son in the event something were to happen to me. So he wow. kind of know how his father thought about wow. how to govern himself and how to, uh, you know, go through problems or, you know, uh, overcome uh, hurdles in life. So I wrote these uh, what I call the empowerment chords. Music is always a big part of my life. And I talked about my transition going from music into uh, into the corporate world and being a business owner. Every letter of the word empower actually is uh, stands for a rule or a chord that I uh, uh, that I use. 
uh, in my life, little life lessons. So uh, we talked about one earlier today, E being that everything, uh, everything is an interview. Uh, M stands for if you want more, you have to do more. P is the power of faith. Uh, and it just kind of goes on from there. So, uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate anyone no who wants word. to, uh, please everybody uh, go cop a copy and, yeah. and, know and what you think. go check out the podcast. It's, it, it's there. You can go listen to the latest episode right now. Uh, who was 24 Care Black? Uh, you got websites. Oh, shoot. That wasn't it. You, get, you got your website, which I'm not sure. Hold on. Sorry. Okay. Well, that's right. Right. Anyways, go. The links are in there, you guys. Just go follow them, please. Just go oh, do that. And Joe, I'm <laughs> sorry, do I don't have thing. any links for you, oh, man. Do, the thing. do, do all the things. The things. Uh, thank you guys so much. I I really do appreciate it. I had a wonderful time, and uh, you know, uh, I would love to do this again. You know, whenever, oh, man. Just let me know. You, so you know how to get a hold of me, Toby. Just hit me up anytime, and we can do it again. Yeah.